The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and, get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together. And it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Road to Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, pay it forward and help others who are struggling through dark times. Now, as you know, on The Road to Rediscovery, we are passionate about bringing you quality content that is of value to you and your personal growth. If you like what you hear, please visit roadsrediscovery.com slash donate. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com slash donate. We'll give you a shout out in a future episode. And as always, there is no obligation. We are truly grateful for your listenership. My special guest is an author of 22 books across four genres with a focus on the power of personal responsibility, self-discovery, and the chain reaction between choices and consequences. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Branch Isole to the show. Hey, Branch, how are you doing? It's great to have you here, sir. Thank you, Aubrey. It's great to be with you. Oh, fantastic. Wonderful. Well, I'm ready to crack into this uh, this awesome conversation. Um, your writing seemed to go on a journey, a journey in, 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 in different areas, but they're all connected to the one holistic person. Um, you, you talk spiritual, you talk intimacy, um, you, you talk, you know, emotional, um, and of course, self-development. So I want to know, I mean, behind your writings, uh, what was the inspiration um, behind your writings, um, particularly of self-development themes? Well, that's a great question because, you know, I'm, 
I never saw myself as a writer. In fact, I had an entirely different life and career mm -hmm. before I started writing. And on that journey, you know, I was I was in a typical get a job, you know, get an education, get a job, become the best you can in the job, succeed, mm -hmm. succeed, succeed. Mm -hmm. And on that part of the journey, you know, I was very successful, but there was always something missing. Yeah. And so when I when I left the corporate world and started on different paths of, of trying to discover more about who am I, why am I here, and what do I have to offer, or do I have anything to offer? And right. because I had been a teacher originally, you know, there was that always trying to share information and examples that would help other people in their lives, just the, mm -hmm. the natural service heart of a teacher. Right. But on the journey, you know, in the self-discovery phase, um, I hit some tough roadblocks and, and had some real down types of experiences. Mm -hmm. And I grew from those, but it took time. You know, it wasn't an overnight sort of epiphany. And in that, th those years, um, I had the opportunity to go back to school and mm -hmm. I had, a, uh, I had a, a desire to write a book. And I had decided that, you know, I've run into so many people in my lives who had fallen away from spirituality or fallen away from the church or fallen away from what they thought they were looking for and, and yeah. got caught up in the world and, you know, went in that direction. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I decided I needed to write my book. And at the same time, I went back to get to get another degree in, in theology uh, just because I wanted to know more. And so that's how the writing came about. I was compelled to write my first book for fallen away Christians and those seeking and searching, you know, for a spiritual path. Uh, because yeah. that book is is a comparative study of the world's religions, so mm. it offers the reader an opportunity to compare, you know, what the world's religions offer, and then that from that point, I figure, okay, now they have a little base of comparison; they'll know a little more, and they can discover or choose what path is right for them. So that was sort of the the foundation. I only thought that I would write one book. But as it turned out, you know, uh, I just kept going. And so 22 <laughs> books later, you know, uh -huh. I, I'm still an author. And, and that was the process. But uh, I never thought of myself a, as a writer. So it was a real mm -hmm. career change for me. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I, I, I really appreciate you sharing, you know, um, and giving us the context of, of, of that foundation, right. And, and what set you on, on that path, you know, um, uh, when you, when you, when you originally thought that you would write one book and just one book, um, at what part of that process, because I've never written a book, but I heard that, uh, it's a very arduous process. There's a lot involved in, and uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like at what point in that process um, do you feel compelled to keep going, as you say? I mean, was it, was it um, admiring and appreciating the finished product or 
uh, was it somewhere in the middle of the process? What a great question, because, you know, that process was for a specific reason, a specific subject mm-hmm. matter. And mm-hmm. so in that dedication to the subject matter, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, I, you know, tried to write the best book I can or I could, that the reader would would enjoy and still fulfill that need for me to share. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when I got done with that, that first book was a nonfiction book, right? So it was, mm-hmm. you know, sort of academic and, and sort of um, life-changing types of subject. After gotcha. that, I, I happened to be sitting out, I, I was living in Hawaii at the time and was sitting out on the edge of the ocean and I was thinking what a person what would go through a person's mind if they were lost at sea uh, <laughs> right floating in the middle mm-hmm. of the ocean and probably had no chance of being rescued what kinds of things would they think about and what kinds of fears would they have to face in that loneliness right, right. and then abandonment and yeah. out of that thought came my first um, poetic short story and mm-hmm. from that point on, and for several years thereafter, you know, that's what came tumbling out. And so the second book was a collection of sort of the stories that you referred to in, in the introduction. And mm. it just kept going. And so mm-hmm. uh, the, the deeper I got into exploring, you know, emotions and and physical and mental responses and yeah the kinds of things that people you know go through mm-hmm. in the decision process and, and in the action process so it just sort of built upon itself i see i see oh man that's great that is great so um branch i want to um kind of pivot and kind of go in the direction of choices and consequences um, from a development standpoint, a personal development standpoint. Um, Particularly, uh, if you can share for the listener's benefit, um, the relation, the relationship, um, if any, that self-awareness has on choices and consequences. Um, Here on the show, we, we have what we call the four cornerstones to personal growth. And that's self-awareness, humility, gratitude, and service to others. And so I, I would love to hear your take on the the impact uh, and, and the part that self-awareness plays on making choices and consequences. Well, it's the core, right? I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we are who we are, and we are who we believe we are. Mm-hmm. And we also are who we think we are portraying to the world. Mm. And that person can be, you know, three different people. Um, We all carry with us through life, you know, the baggage and and the experiences that we've had since childhood. I mean, we are each Mm -hmm. a culmination of everything that we've experienced and, and, you know, what we've come from and, and who we are. So mm-hmm. I, I love your four cornerstones because um, I talk about this, you know, in some of my writing and the the cornerstones are, are great as long as they're all there. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this con- this connection between who we are and what we believe to be true, you mm-hmm. know, is the fundamental structure of the decisions that we make, the choices that we make. And every day we're faced with different situations, different events, different people in our lives that require us to respond. Mm-hmm. And the key is how do how how do we respond? What response right. is going to fulfill that need in the immediate moment, but is also going to propel us forward, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on this journey that we're experiencing. Uh, the the key becomes what the consequence of that choice is, and so all of our choices and all of our decisions have a consequence at the end. And, you know, successful people, whatever that might look like in life or in relationships, but people who are growing and moving forward right, normally have a vision of the consequence from their decision they're, they're about to make. Now, yes. the easiest way to figure that out is, well, have I been in this situation before and what was the consequence of the choice at that time? Right, right. A lot of people, however, you know, refuse to, for whatever reason, reflect on that past experience. And they just sort of go with their gut or go with, you know, this is what I want right now. Yeah. Without thinking about what that consequence may be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we are, we believe and and we're, we grow up with this idea that we are in control of our, our lives. And the fact is, in most cases, we aren't. Right. The only thing that we have control of is our response. That's why it's so important that we understand this connection between, you know, choice and consequence, choice and response, because the responses that we make can be good, bad, or ugly. And, you know, a lot of people are making real poor choices in their lives and suffering Mm -hmm horrendous consequences, especially in this day and age that, that we live in. So, you know, yeah. these are all connected, connecting the dots of how do I be, how do I have a better life? How do I become a better person? You know, right. how do I reduce the stress and the struggle and the conflict that I'm experiencing in daily life? Right. Um, right. You know, yeah. and I, I, I find there's, uh, four cor- cornerstones of relationships, you know, mm-hmm. Aubrey, life is about relationships uh, at home, at work, you know, with friends, our entire day is spent in relationships mm-hmm. and relationships yes. are about successful communication that will produce growth filled balance. And, you know, without that balance, we struggle. Um, mm-hmm. balance produces the stability of the four cornerstones, you know, in our relationships and in our lives, like you had addressed earlier, the mm. better balance we experience, you know, the better prepared we are for challenges and adversities in life. Yes. Uh, so true. So true. I couldn't agree more branch. Um, and, 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 and thank you for sharing your take on that for sure. Um, and, and that leads me to ask, because there's an operative word that you mentioned at the beginning of, of your response uh, to this, and that, that word is core. 
And um, I, I, I wanted, I, I couldn't agree more when you say core. In fact, um, you know, in my, on my digital course, when we cover the four cornerstones, the very first one we cover is self-awareness because uh, I believe self-awareness must be a prerequisite. You must have or be self-aware uh, in order to achieve humility, gratitude, service to others and so forth. So uh, my question to you, sir, is, um, is, is self-awareness um, a core um, prerequisite to reflection or, or being reflective? Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, you're so right on. We, we get up every morning, right? And we look in the mirror mm -hmm. and who is it that we see? Yeah. You know, and, and who is it that we prepare to go out and face the challenges of the world? And mm -hmm. that image that we see, <clears throat> you know, I had listened to one of your other podcasts about uh, from the lady who did the one on self-doubt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our self-awareness can be positive or it can be negative. And sure wherever we build from that core, that can that dictates who we are through our entire day. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, the world we live in has lots of challenges. And by the end of the day, we can be beat down pretty well. Um, you know, it's a struggle to stay ahead of the game or to even be participating. And so yes. our self-awareness, you know, is the core to who am I and who am I that's going out there to face the challenges, you know, in my life. Right. Uh, right. I couldn't agree more. And, and that self-image, that reflection of who we see in the mirror is who we then go out and present to the world. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it is my, is my self image and my, uh, self appearance who I truly am, or, or is it, you know, a facade that I, a mask that I right. put on when I leave the house right, and then right. take it off when I get home. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it, it's that, at that core of who we are is, who we are, who, 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 what is my self-awareness of who I truly am? And that, yeah. that's a struggle in our world. No, you're right. I mean, it's, it's so foundational. And, um, um, I wanted to ask you, um, about, you know, seeing yourself, if, if we had, if we had the, um, if we had the ability or the superpower of, um, you know, we're, we're in our bodies. And so everything we see is first person perspective, right? And wherever we go, whoever we talk to, um, whatever machinery we operate and those sorts of things. But um, if we had the ability to um, not clone, but kind of, but kind of view ourselves from outside of our bodies and look at ourselves from like a second person point of view, um, if we all had that ability, what do you think most of us would find? That we're the same as how we perceive ourselves or that we're the idea we have of ourselves and how we interact with the world and perceive, you know, with the world is, is way different 
or does it depend from person to person? Yeah, such a t hard question to answer. I think it depends yeah. from person to person, like you say. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we all want to be part of something. You know, yeah. that's just our human nature is to be a collection of like-mindedness so that we, we as a group and we as individuals in the group continue to move forward. Mm -hmm. um, as you were asking, I, I was thinking, you know, one of the things that I find so difficult and yet so disturbing, and it, it plays into that second person uh, scenario you, you mentioned, mm -hmm. so many people, you know, in their life, in their daily life, experience something that really takes its toll on them. Yes. And for those who don't have that, you know, that resilience of self-awareness and self-reflection and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know, pick myself up, mm -hmm. it's easy to beat ourselves up, you know, yes. rejection, failure, yes. all of those. I didn't, I didn't get, as much as I wanted or where I wanted, those feelings of failure can be so overwhelming <clears throat> that we go back and reflect on what we said, what we did, and the outcome. And yet, instead of looking, okay, what can I take from this as a positive for my own right. growth in right. a similar situation next time, mm -hmm. instead, we tend to beat ourselves up about yep. what we did wrong or what, you know, Oh, I was such a stupid fool, you know what I said. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. and that only takes us deeper into this self-doubt and this, you know, self-reflection. Well, you know, I'm really not worth it, and and then you get into that whole worthiness thing, and yes. that beating ourselves up, you know, is self-defeating. And when we have a choice, you know, when we fail. In every failure, we did something correct. We did right. something that was positive and can be built upon. So that self-reflection is so important instead of this, well, I failed. So, you know, now I'm yeah. going to beat myself up about it. And what happens yeah. in so many cases with people is when they're in that place of beating themselves up, their next step is to escape from the that damage, that self-damage. Yes. And, you know, yes. that's where we have situations of drugs, alcohol, yeah. abuse, inappropriate behavior, you know, trying yeah. to escape from that beating that we're giving ourselves. So, you know, yeah. that holds us deeper and deeper and deeper until at some point, you know, we're truly broken people. And, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we've got to build from the core up and see the positive. Every situation has an upside and a downside. You know, that coin has two sides. That's and right. that's right. When when the negative is there, we've also got to look for the positive. You know, the universe is always in balance. There's always mm -hmm. a positive and negative flow. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have to realize and understand that too. In my life, there's positive and negative. I have to recognize the negative for what it is. Right. But I've got to search out the positive, you know, and embrace that and build upon that. The more I can build upon the positive, the less the negative has an influence on me. 
makes all kinds of sense. And <clears throat> Branch, I am so, so very glad that you you shared this insight, right? Because um, a lot of the listeners on the show, uh, they are faced with some seemingly insurmountable challenges, some some huge barriers and and struggles. And 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 this I think helps equip them for uh, taking uh, you know the, the the necessary approach towards transformation, towards um, uh, a different perspective, right? In how they view the uh, negative things happening to them and understanding to your point that there's positive in everything, uh, including all the failures, there's positive. And each failure gets you closer to that success, whatever that success looks like, as you said earlier. Um, yeah, so so I, I really appreciate that insight. Now, um, in, in kind of building on that uh, branch, uh, we, we talked about self-development, I'm sorry, we talked about self-awareness um, and we talked about the relationship or how it's foundational to reflection. So to be self-aware is very good. To reflect is very good. Um, but to me now, to take it to the next level, I think if, if we can briefly talk about ownership, accountability, responsibility, okay? And when you reflect and you recognize the good and the bad choices, it's easy to accept the good choices. Yeah, I made that decision and it worked out, you know, pat on the back. But the bad choices, you know, and 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 and, and let me just let me just preface by saying this. I understand um and, and, and I know you have more insight on this, but I understand that there are expected consequences because of the conscious actions that you're doing um, to drive to that consequence and unexpected consequences, um, whether you were intending to drive towards it or, or a different consequence, or you weren't even paying attention to the consequences because you want it now, whatever it may be. So, um, I, I want to ask, uh, what is how how does one get to that next level for taking ownership for after reflecting and acknowledge the bad? Um, you briefly touched on it as you were as you were chatting um, earlier as you were giving your response. I was wondering if we can unpack that a little bit. Uh, great question, and you you said it in your question. It's, uh, it's about taking responsibility, mm. okay? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when we succeed, we love to take responsibility. And nothing, yeah. you know, nothing succeeds like success. Right. This is why when we see, when we see successful people, they, every, everything they do seems to be a success and, and you yes. know, work out. Well, yes. believe it or not, they've got issues too, and they've got problems they face. Mm -hmm. But they handle those problems in a different way. Mm -hmm. So the, again, we live in a world where the impetus to mm -hmm. take responsibility for our choices and our actions mm -hmm. um, almost is non-existent. And we see it in every aspect of our life today. Yeah. Uh, we have leaders in every industry and in, in every government and mm -hmm. in every movement Mm -hmm. who don't take responsibility and, you know, we're in a really tough world. 
up until the industrial revolution, you know, your daily existence and survival was your responsibility. Yes. You had to be self-responsible for getting to the end of the day and still being alive. Yes. And as, as mankind has changed and adapted and as we've become, you know, more industrial and technologically advanced, it's allowed us to take some escape routes and mm -hmm. to feel okay about placing blame mm. or making excuses, you know, for things that we at one point in our lives might have been ashamed of or embarrassed by, you right, know, by right. a choice or an action. And so I think <clears throat> the key, there's two things I find in, in what you've said. First of all, in reference to what we talked about earlier, most mm -hmm. people, you know, are in a base level of insecurity. Uh, I'm too short. I'm too fat. I'm too bald. I'm too this. I'm too that. And that's mm -hmm. what's holding me back, right? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. sort of my excuse for my failures and right. for not being who I want to be or who I see myself as being. Mm -hmm. Well, once we get out of that base level of insecurity, and how do we do that? We actually take a good hard look at ourselves and accept who we are. Yes. And look and find our positive strengths and build upon those. You know, yes. I'm going to be as, as as bald as I am. If I'm never going to have hair again, I might as well accept it. So once we can leap out of that that stranglehold that our insecurities have on us, mm -hmm. we are free then to grow. Well, the first thing that happens when we have that freedom to grow is we're mm -hmm. hit with all of these other things in our lives. Like you just mentioned, responsibility, reliability, right. dependability, accountability, right? right? Mm -hmm. These are the lessons of life that we all experience. And the key one after becoming free and understanding, okay, I can be more of who I want to be is mm -hmm. I have to be responsible for my decisions. I have to take responsibility right. for the positive and the good that I accomplish. But I also have to take responsibility, you know, when I fail, when I stumble and when I fall. And if right. you will take the self-responsibility aspect and understand, okay, I, I failed for this reason in order to not fail again, I change my action. So I look again yes. for the strength, okay? What didn't work now allows me to know what may work in the future. Mm, okay. So it's it's a matter of this being, being self, you know, being responsible for my decisions and my actions. Uh, gotcha. I, I, if I fail, it, it doesn't help me to blame somebody else or make an no. excuse or say, well, you know, the dog ate my homework. <laughs> right. And I admit that, you know, I failed because whatever the reason may be, then I'm on the path to growth to not yes. failing again for that yes. reason. And the more we do that, again, the more we take responsibility and choose better and make better decisions and choices, Mm -hmm. then that success starts to build. And again, we build mm -hmm. upon the success and we know, okay, this doesn't work. So I'm not going down that path. 
Right, right. So gotcha. responsibility for choice, but responsibility for actions as well. 100%. I love it. I love it. And I'm in total agreement, by the way. <laughs> so uh, thank you for yeah, sharing well. for sharing that insight for sure, because um, uh, I hate I hate to say it or admit it, but I mean, there's there's people out there who um, who I don't want to say close minded, but they, they, I mean, uh, but needs to open their mind a little bit more to um, to 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 take that hard look in the mirror at themselves. And to understand that it's okay to, you know, look at the bad things and recognize them as bad things, bad choices. Um, but two things. Number one, look at it as a growth opportunity because it puts you on the path to growth, as you said. And number two, that you're not going to beat yourself up over it because we're all human. We're all broken. We all make mistakes. So, um, uh, and, and, and so what you shared, Branch, is... Um, is I think um, pivotal in uh, a, a lot of, of the listeners' transformation um, for those who find themselves in, in in that proverbial rut. So thank you, thank you for sharing that, sir. Um, I, I I read an article on your website um, uh, about uh, attaining life balance, and um, there was a part that kind of kind of resonated with me and. If I can just read that blurb and 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 if you can share with the listeners um, sure. some context behind that, if you don't mind. All right. Not at all. Um, oh, thank you. Um, here's it's an excerpt from that article. It's where it says, um, "When our spirit isn't active, it comes to recognize right versus wrong as a community or society standard. Because the spirit is inactive." It doesn't identify ethics or morals as the roots or the whys of right and wrong. Can you share for the listeners um, uh, and break that down and, and how it relates to people making the right and wrong choices in society? Sure. Thanks for asking. Thanks for the, the quote from the article. You know, we are all creations of God, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because God is spirit, we are also spirit. Yes. Uh, when we are born, our four cornerstones of our being are mind, body, soul, and spirit. And that's the, the foundation of who we are as human beings. So because we're spirit, that spirit has come from God. Now, God's character and nature is morality and ethics. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> because we are now, you know, humans with a spirit, we innately understand right and wrong. And of yes. course, that's what our, our legal systems and our standards and our codes and codices are all built upon, the mm -hmm. concept of right and wrong. Mm -hmm. But the action part of right and wrong is what we come to know as reward and punishment. And we learn that, you know, as toddlers, very quickly on yeah. in our lives, we right. recognize what right and wrong mean, and it normally right. means reward and punishment. So that's <laughs> the concept that we grow up with, mm -hmm. and that's what our legal system reinforces is mm -hmm. reward and punishment. 
Now, yes. in our in our spirit, because we are from God, we you know can know right from wrong very quickly and very easily. But because we are not spiritually grounded, that is, because we have not reconnected with God, mm-hmm. we only know right and wrong as reward and punishment. And mm. we don't recognize the moral or ethical implications behind right and wrong. The moral and the ethical are the why, the right and wrong is the how. So mm. once we're in that place, you know, and we go through our life with this reward and punishment type of mentality, what we do or why we get punished for it is more important than why we are avoiding the punishment. And we can only do that when we understand the morality and the ethics. Yes. When we understand the morality and the ethics, then it's not about reward and punishment anymore. It's about, you know, it's like going from life 101 to life 101A. Yes. You automatically, you now see the truth. Right. Yes. And once you see truth, you see truth in everything. It's just like we just talked about responsibility, credibility, accountability. Right. Right. When you see the truth, you understand the moral and the ethical implications of any action in any of those lessons or responsibilities. Mm. When you embrace the moral and the ethical, it's no longer about. Well, if I do this, you know, will I get a reward or will I get punished? It's, right, right. If I do this, you know, am I harming someone else because yeah. of my immoral or unethical choice or actions? Right. Or what does it say about can... me as a person? Right. Oh, exactly. This is yeah. that's when we really have to be self-reflective. You yeah. Know, if I claim <laughs> to be an upright pillar of the society or of the system or of the community mm-hmm. and I go out and commit a crime you know right. a, against others or the state or property or whatever you know mm-hmm. who am I really you know right is, is yeah. it about me getting <laughs> getting caught and being punished or mm-hmm. is it about me being you know the moral and ethical person that I am right. trying to purport and show the world and therein yes. lies you know the conflict that destroys so many individuals is because they they claim to be who they want to be, but the reality is they're not there yet. And the reason they're not there is they're operating on right and wrong, reward and punishment level, and they're not dealing with the moral and the ethical implications that affect not only them, but their families, you know, their extended families, right, their co-workers, right. their boss, their company, their community, their right. nation, their world. Right. And the only way we can get that spiritual spark to enlighten us from reward and punishment to truth, moral, yes. and ethics yes. is to have that reconnection with God. And for the Christian, that's through you know, Jesus Christ and our right. acknowledgement of Christ 
for when we acknowledge Jesus and invite him into our lives, mm -hmm. his blessing is he sends his spirit, mm -hmm. the spirit of God, the creator, mm -hmm. to be with our spirit. All of a sudden, when we have the Holy Spirit living within us with our right. spirit, everything mm -hmm. we see becomes self-evident as to whether it's truth or falsehood. Wow. And once you know the truth, it it becomes, you know, self-fulfilling that yes. you become a more moral and ethical person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because and it if changes. you know the truth mm -hmm. and you, re you refuse to go there, mm -hmm. then you've trapped yourself, you know, in that other place where you are, you are not who you claim to be. And that's where the struggle becomes. I purport right. to be this person, but in reality, I'm not that person. I see. You know, nobody yeah. really cares about me that way, but mm -hmm. I do. And I have to live with that every day. And this is mm -hmm. why we have, you know, so many people with mental illness problems because yeah. of that in internal struggle of who I think I am, who I say I am, but really, that's not who I am. Mm. Understood. Understood. Man, Branch, that was an absolutely tremendous breakdown uh, in, 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 in clarity in how you delineate it. When we make choices, are they, uh, are they based on punishment and reward? Or is it moral and ethics, and uh, and 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 the difference between the two, and um, and and not not having not having that connection or that 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 you know with with the spiritual side can lead you more on the punishment reward um, um, uh, trail, if you will, um, versus when you connect with God and start to live. A, a different meaning of life when you're making decisions based on moral morality or moral and ethics. So um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that and breaking that down for the listeners in a big way and in a very clear way, Branch. I really appreciate it. Um, so Branch, how can the listeners connect with you and uh, and check out your readings, your articles, your books, and and, and just just learn more about the great work that you're doing? Aubrey, thanks for asking. Um, it's for me. It's it's so easy. All you have to do is Google my name. There's <laughs> you, you, you when you do that, you won't get pages and pages. It's only me, so it goes right <laughs> to my page, and uh -huh. all of my links and connections and you know everything I've written and my podcasts and all the mm -hmm. articles, my website, my YouTube mm -hmm. channel. It's all right there. So it's real easy. Just just Google Branch like a tree. Yep. And my last name is Isole, I-S-O-L-E. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I know your web address um, for your website, pardon me, and um, I am going to put your direct links on the episode show notes so the listeners can uh, click the links to learn more about you as they are listening to this, this great conversation. Uh, Branch, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sir, and just just sharing some insights and, and unpacking uh, a bunch of good, good, deep value, helpful knowledge for the listeners 
um, who are, you know, goal oriented and looking for personal growth. Um, I want to thank you again for coming on the show, Branch. Aubrey, my pleasure, buddy. I really appreciate your time and having me on. Oh, thank you. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And look, if you have a loved one, a colleague, coworker, a friend who seems to be just down in despair, not quite themselves, uh, going through enormous struggles and challenges, uh, um, I humbly ask that you please share this show with them. Um, they may feel as if they have nowhere to turn, but on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to know two things. Number one, you're not alone. And number two, there is always hope. The road to rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life, and it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.